0: Uh, Sheikh Jamaluddin has given us a very enlightening lecture uh, previously on the subject of Hadith. And as we said at that time, although he did give us quite a bit, still it was just a drop in the bucket, so to speak, uh, compared to uh, the amount of knowledge that this science uh, contains. So we want to, inshallah, pick up from where he left off and I hope he can remember where he left off regarding uh, Masail Allah. He did give us quite a bit, and we hope that Inshallah, Allah everyone will uh, just focus and uh, open up and listen and learn Inshallah. Allah. Subhanallah, barakallah fee. In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious,
1: the Most Merciful. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to the Messenger Muhammad, and his <coughs> family. Of course, this is our our last session in, uh, in this workshop on al Hadith. So that means our goal is to answer every single question you have about Hadith today, Inshallah, and finish up with, uh, everything you ever wanted to know, Inshallah. But so we only have an hour and ten minutes to do. But, well, last time I I ended up um, basically what I was talking about last time is, is the, the the ways or the, the means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved the sunnah and the hadith from the time of the problem well those sciences that I talked about and those aspects that I talked about recording hadith and the science of jahra wa and so forth alhamdulillah by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they developed further as, as needed and so forth and the goal actually of those uh, sciences and those aspects of the history of hadith was to make sure that the Hadith process Prophet them was preserved and was preserved properly, and to sift. And it's something which I'm sure Sheikh Jalilin can talk about with respect to Christianity, and to make sure that what happened with respect to Christianity didn't happen with respect to Islam. That you have all this body of literature and you have no idea what is authentic and what isn't authentic. So, Alhamdulillah, the goal of this science was to sift the material which has been properly. Preserved from the time of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu to sift that material from the material that had not been properly preserved, either because people were mistaken or were not very careful in their narration, and also to uh, sift the material that had been, or people had tried to add to the authentic hadith material uh, by means of forging hadith and fabricating hadith, and so forth. Well, we didn't get to actually the fabrication of hadith and when that uh, that began. But that should have been, had we had time, which sh- should have been something covered in the in the previous uh, two lectures. Of course, we only we had one, so that's part of the reason why uh, it wasn't covered. <coughs> what I would like to do today, in order to cover some concepts that I would like to have, uh, and have you familiar with, inshallah, so that when you leave here, you will have a basic idea about the, the sciences, hadith and what were the criteria that the scholars of hadith used in sifting through this hadith material. So what I would like to do today, inshallah, is basically I'm going to uh, discuss what is meant by an authentic hadith, what the scholars mean when they say that this hadith is sahih, or this hadith is hasan, and what are the conditions that they lay down for it. And as I said, I mean, there's many questions that people have about hadith, especially here in the United States where we don't have that much uh, literature available. And so therefore, I hope, inshallah, that if you have any question as we're going along, if it's completely not related or not the time for it, I will just tell you, I will discuss it or we'll try to discuss it later. But otherwise, I hope, inshallah, that you will feel free uh, to ask these questions that you might have uh, related to hadith, related to hadith literature, for example, that's available in English and so forth. Well our final goal originally was to uh to show the importance of the science of hadith of the Prophet. Because this these hadith as as we would have talked about the importance of the Sunnah, I and mean, these hadith really are are our deen, our religion. Well I was going to take uh, one example of the hadith of the Prophet to show you how important is this topic, how it is, how it relates to our daily lives, how it relates to our deen. And that was, I was going to take an example, and as I said, we probably will not have time, <clears throat> time for this, but inshallah, at least some of you will walk away with some material that I have here. Not all of you, I don't have that many. <laughs> but uh, I was going to discuss the hadith about whether or not it's permissible for a wife to spend her own wealth without her husband's permission. And there's about five hadith related to it. And I discussed them in detail in this uh, in this article. And for two of the hadith, for example, here's the chains of two of the hadith. And we could have gone through this uh, this kind of thing, but as I said, I doubt if we'll have time. Uh, inshallah, we'll figure out some way to distribute these equitably. Abdullah already has his copy. <laughs> and that's probably staying with him. <laughs> Maybe we'll auction them off at the end of the day. <laughs> So let me, inshallah, move to the board and start discussing uh, what scholars of hadith mean by uh, and some of the terms that they use with respect to authentic (laughs) hadith. Basically, hadith. If we want to take all the hadith literature, we can divide it into two categories: hadith which are uh, acceptable, acceptable or maqbul and hadith which are rejected. Okay. Right now, for the time being, we're just going to worry about hadith which are acceptable. Okay. And as far well as the hadith divide that, divide acceptable hadith into two categories: Sahih and hasan. <coughs> I don't know if you you mean the, uh, my Arabic handwriting is very poor so I'll do my best to write as little as possible in Arabic, but they are the, the two terms that we're discussing here Sahih and <coughs> so if, if you take any report, any kind of narration for example uh, if, if I were to tell you something if I were to tell you like the example of something I mentioned last time, the Gettysburg Address of Abraham Lincoln. If I told you that Abraham Lincoln said, on such and such day he gave this speech, this famous speech, four stories, seven years ago, and so forth. I mean, this is a kind of narration or kind of uh, kind of report. I want to know, just logically speaking, just thinking about this matter, what are some of the questions that you would like to know? I and mean, even we touched upon this uh, briefly last time. What are some of the questions that you would like to know about the source? Of that report, if I'm telling you that Abraham Lincoln said in and and what the, what are some of the questions, for example, that would come to your mind? I would like to know the credibility
0: of the criminal or, or who is reporting on the okay. concerns of it fit in. Because by just that, I would like to
1: know the story. Okay, so for example, with respect to Abraham Lincoln, and his getting his address. Suppose I told you that uh, my father told me, that uh, Abraham Lincoln said So I'd like to
0: know who uh, you are, that he, that's your character. You don't know who me is? <laughs> but I'm saying that you told me that, then I would like to know who you are and your character. So I know that you're not a liar, then go on to the next. Okay, back you, Abraham
1: All right, so we we take me. I'm just going by what you folks are saying. Okay, if it's right or wrong, I'm not worried about it. Okay. <laughs> you want to know about my character? Okay. And you said, what was it again? Okay. You said, yeah. What?
0: Well, I was, I was using the term Islam okay. with the credibility of, of Okay. So
1: I told you that my father told me And it
0: would have. Way that I would probably
1: approach that or assess that, that it, it would have to be more than, more than one or two persons. It to I'm, be more. Looking at,
0: I'm looking at a, a majority <coughs> or a of reporting
1: the same thing. Okay, but is that necessary for you to believe something? If I, came from the, if I just came from the bookstore right now, the silk, and I told you, oh, they have this magazine for sale over there. Good magazine. You look at it and say, oh, this is a good magazine. I tell you. You ask me where you can buy it. I said,
0: it's in the soap. What
1: else do you, you, need, you need three or four other people to tell you it's in the soap before you're going to believe me? No. I, you know, I'm, just, I'm just asking you, is it necessary to
0: have many people? I think in terms of the of the, of the content of the subject matter, it would be necessary in terms of what you're of this class. Even though you're using that example, Okay. Without
1: either you certain people you know Okay, would you say your life is something important? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, suppose I told you there's a fire outside, we better get out right now. You're gonna say well it needs to be confirmed by three or four other people. That's a that's an important thing. Let me confirm it by three or four other people.
0: No <laughs> Clear. Well, I guess all the matter back to Okay,
1: so <clears throat> you want to know all of my, uh, my uh, sources back to Abraham Lincoln. So we have my father. character. Of, of course, heard from his father. <coughs> and his father heard from uh, U.S. France. And narrated from Dave Okay, so what do you want to know? Character, The character. Do you want to know the character of all these people? We're in a little trouble here, because Grant. What was he famous for? Yeah. He was very famous for drinking. That was this famous claim uh, fame to fame? He was president of the United States, also, but he was more famous for <laughs> for
0: drinking. Yeah. Okay. But uh. Form some uh fundamental now, some principles now for accepting narrators. Okay.
1: So far, what we
0: have is uh, sufficient. Okay, so you don't want to just know their moral
1: character, like we talked about yesterday. You want to know their moral character as well as whether or not they are proficient. Right? Okay, so one knows their moral character, and we want to know that they're proficient. Does that have to be for everyone or is 90% okay? Oh, okay? So if someone is unknown, okay, so you want to know every narrator, you want to know <coughs> their moral character and you want to know uh, whether or not they're proficient. Okay. And what about checking the, 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 the sources, like in this particular case? What do you want to know about the chain in particular, besides who the people are Probably all of the, all the, all the people would have, if it
0: would have to be confirmed
1: that they all met Abraham Lincoln. That they all met Abraham
0: Lincoln?
1: No. They all met <laughs> they <laughs> each other. They all met each other. Yeah, So if I told you that my grandfather didn't meet U.S. Grant,
0: he would have be You're going to bring Imam Muslim's condition?
1: Yeah. No, it's still necessary. You don't understand Imam
0: Muslim's condition. Well, Imam Muslim, just, it's like his condition is still left in the same era. La. And if it's possible that he hears about it, that's Imam Bukhari, mean, meeting and living in the same era. La.
1: Let's talk about ma'ala and hadith, where the person used the word an, and he did not make siddhis. Which, don't worry about any of that for the time being. <laughs> but if he says hadathan or
0: something like that? is he
1: because of the using of hadathan? If he's not alive. <laughs> so you're talking about a particular type of hadith. okay? Let's not, don't worry about that for the time being. <coughs> like, is there anything else that we need to know?
0: about the in memory or anything? Okay, that would be proficiency. Oh, okay.
1: Anything else? What do you mean by that? out thought i throw out a word (laughs) in (laughs) Arabic (laughs)
0: and...
1: Okay, they are saying that not only do we look at this chain by itself and this narration, but we also want to make sure that this chain or this narration is not contradicting something stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for example, suppose I told you uh, that according to my father from his grandfather, it was U.S. France who gave the Gettysburg Address. Okay. And yet we know from many, many, many sources, unquestionable sources, uh, I mean the, the amount of sources, unquestionable that actually was Abraham Lincoln who, who uh, made that statement made that speech okay. so this would be a sign if it contradicts stronger sources that would be a sign that there's a defect there's a problem in the narration what else if
0: he throws another want to make sure there's no other problems in there <laughs> which is kind of redundant Alan's
1: problem. <laughs> okay, let's let's leave it for that. This is now what the, the the scholars of hadith basically they looked towards the thing, and they came up with similar similar conditions, the same kind of thing. That if a report comes, how are we going to know that this report is authentic? So for hadith to be sahih, they said that it has to meet five conditions. first one is the chain the chain of authorities like what we talked about here has to be unbroken ok, and it's the chain as we talked about we're talking about this it has to be second they said this every narrator now yeah. ok, every narrator Must be morally acceptable, or every narrator they call him Adam. Every narrator has to be Adam, or a person of of righteousness. Now, from Islamic point of view, what does that mean? I hope so. From Islamic point of view, we don't uh, take knowledge of religion. He for example, from Kufar,
0: he doesn't do major sins. Okay, he does not commit major sins. What else? Just, uh, no, no, no. No? Doesn't major. Doesn't commit minor sins. He doesn't insist commit in minor sins. Okay, what else? Doesn't okay. commit what? Well,
1: what would be uh, pretty much it? Because no. he is clean. Known Knows. If
0: he is not, not known, he cannot be in the system. I do need to spoken in the community that he is not known.
1: Okay, what else? <laughs> or, no, in order for him to be acceptable, his behavior must
0: be such that he does, he
1: does not do things which are considered uh, socially unacceptable. I mean,
0: what
1: else? Mature, adult. What
0: else?
1: That we're just talking about uh, moral character. Well, also, I mean, it's good that if he performs the wajibat.
0: Well,
1: that's This is something none of you mentioned. This is also something that they, they thought of. <laughs>
0: and he performs the wajibat, he performs the obligatory
1: deeds, and he remains away from the muharramat as, as far as we can see and also he's not known to be someone who is doing things that are socially unacceptable. Because if he's doing things that are socially unacceptable, if he doesn't care enough about his own reputation and his own uh, standing among the people, then we cannot trust that he cares about, and carefully about what he narrates, that he makes sure that he narrates correctly and he will not be spotted to be a liar or someone who commits uh, mistakes. Okay, that's it. Well let's say for the time being, just to make you all happy, he should be free of the bid'ah. But that's not necessarily 100% correct. Okay? And there's some reason for that. There's some reason why that's not uh, 100% correct. But let's not worry about that for the time being. It's an introductory course. You can take that as a graduate course. Now what else? Oh, someone said, what, you're right? Okay, so every narrator, again... Every narrator, not the majority of the narrators and so forth, every narrator must be uh, what they call or and proficient. And we talked about yesterday how they used to uh, test uh, different narrators to make sure that they were, in fact, uh, proficient. Okay, what else? That's the first one. The, other, the first every word that you draw. There. Okay. There can be no what they call shadu. And this is not the uh, the modern day meaning of the word shadu.
0: Yes. Hmm? Uh, so those means
1: it cannot contradict stronger thoughts. Okay, for example, the example I gave you that. My grandfather said U.S. Grant was the one who gave the, uh, gave the Gettysburg Address and yet we have 150 reports that it was Abraham Lincoln. This is considered shadow or contradicts stronger authority.
0: Okay,
1: And what's the last one? <laughs> Without ill There can be no Good thing this class is in
0: English,
1: huh? <laughs> and that what what it means here in this particular case means a hidden damaging defect. Okay, we mean by that. Huh? Oh, you have to explain these too? just. Uh, okay, I can give you an example. that? some people will not to if they have to no if to means it cannot contradict a wrong source. <coughs> it was, uh, and well, let me give an example. But make sure you get get it down correctly. And the chain has to be unbroken. Every narrator has to be audible. Every narrator has to be closed. Uh There can be no those and there can be no Don't do like one person I saw taking down in his notes. He said, "The chain has to be unbroken. Every narrator has to be idle, Every narrator has to be audible. There has to be shudus. There has to be This is not this is not correct. So an example of Illa, what we mean by hidden defects is that if you look at a a particular hadith, uh, if you just look at it like like a beginner hadith would look at it, everything looks fine and the hadith looks authentic. Yet if you study it in more detail, you'll find that a mistake has been made in the narration. (laughs) So for example, let's say like we have the chain of narrators from A to B, to C, to D, to E. Well, actually, let's take, let's take uh, an, an actual example. See, there's uh, sometimes a common case of something which is uh, considered ma'lun or ma'lun, depending on whether you consider having a three roots or four root, four letter of three roots uh, source is What you can find sometimes is you will find an authentic statement of a Sahabi. Like Abdullah bin Masud. Abdullah bin Masood one time said that uh, whatever the Muslims see as good, then Allah sees it as good. And whatever the Muslims see as bad, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, considers it bad. Okay. This is a statement of a Sahabi, Abdullah bin Masud. Now, this statement is confirmed by, from Abdullah bin Masood. In other words, we have our narrators going back to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and this narration or this narration meets these conditions. So we say, yes, this is an authentic statement of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Now some people, they made a mistake while narrating this statement from Abdullah bin Mas'ud. And by mistake, instead of stopping at Abdullah bin Mas'ud when they gave their change from B to P to D and instead, instead of stopping at Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, they made the mistake of saying from the Prophet or from the Prophet Okay. so by the way I don't know how much terminology you'd like to get especially in such a short time but if something is, is a narration that goes back to a Sahabi to a companion Prophet and does not go beyond that it is a statement or an action of a Sahabi of a companion is called Mokuf. So for example in this case the narration is This It is a narration from Abdullah bin al But someone by mistake narrated it as a statement of the Prophet Muhammad Daslim. and when something is narrated or trained back to the Prophet Daslim, it is called Mokuf. With the Ayn on Writing English, Arabic and English doesn't make much
0: sense to
1: me. So now in this particular case, if you just took this narration of this mistake going all the way back to the Prophet Muhammad If you study this narration by itself, you'll find that A says that it came from B, from C to D, so a little number back to the Prophet Muhammad Looking at that new narration I'm telling you it's a mistake, but just looking at that one new narration would you say that it meets the first three conditions? And how do you know it meets the first three conditions? Yes. Oh. First three. We don't know yet. Just, can't tell you about the fourth one. cannot tell you about the fourth one. But the first three conditions, yes. does it meet the first three conditions? It's
0: not broken. Yeah. It's I'm broken.
1: Yes. Okay. How do you know that? You know that because I told you that we have a Sahih chain back yes. to al So someone makes a mistake and narrates it back to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu so now how are we going to spot that? by experience by experience? I mean nobody can know Alhamdulillah like, you didn't say such no it's not the knowledge of
0: Allah is not something that you can see from the ishnaab at all not from one ishnaab well if there's another ishnaab that that's a and. It's been known, no, or been uh, like all the scholars know it's mafur. And this, this Sikh came and said it's, it's mafur. We cannot there's an which is not narrated to us. So what we have to do,
1: and by the way, the science of Allah, or the science of spoiling these kinds of effects, is considered the most typical science, science of the science of Hadith. And very few scholars, only the leading scholars who are really experts in this field, like Al Bukhari and His Sheikh uh, Ali ibn al Madini and others similar to them. So, what, what we have to do and what they, what they used to do is you take now this narration and you look to see how everybody else narrated the same thing. So, you look for chains coming back from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, you look for change coming from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud through this student, you look for chains coming from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud through this student all the way back to you, yourself. Until you can trace and see what, in fact, is the situation. And you will be able to uh, able to spot where the mistake came from. This, this person made a mistake and narrated all the way back to the public asylum when, in fact, it should stop at Abdullah bin Masoor. Well, in fact, one of the, one of the scholars, uh, I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, Ibn Wa'in, Yahya Ibn One time he sat with uh, a student of a scholar of Kufa, his name is Hamad Ibn Salama, And he said, I have the books of Hamad Ibn Salama. I want to read them to you. And he's one of the students. Of Hamad Ibn Salama he said, I have these books, the hadith of Hamad, I want to read them to you. So that student asked him, have you read them to any of the other students? of Hamad bin Salama. He said, yes, I read them to 17 of his students, or 16. You can see that I am not exactly above it, but anyway, we're not passing a hadith now, (laughs) they've been uh, collected. But he said, let's say he said, I read it to 17 other students. So he asked him, why do you want to read to me now? He said, because Hamad bin Salama used to make some mistakes." And I want to distinguish between the mistakes of Hamad bin Salama and the mistakes of his students. So in other words, there's some hadith that he studied and collected from other scholars other than by Hamad bin Salama. And he knows that, that some narrations are coming from Hamad bin Salama which are wrong. So he reads all these hadiths to 18 of Hamad bin Salama's students who were together at the same reading as I told you last time many times he used to mark you know, who was president at that reading, when did he make this reading to the chef and who else was present, and so forth. So he takes all 18 of the students if they all agree on the same mistake, then he knows that the source of that mistake was Hamad bin Salam.
0: But if he finds that one of them
1: is narrating it incorrectly and the others are narrating it correctly or the same way, he knows that that mistake is not from Hamad bin Salam, but it's from that particular student. Okay. And that kind of thing they used to do in order to spot, to make sure that there's no, uh, hidden defects that has been, <coughs> that has been passed on. So these are the five conditions for a hadith to be considered sahih. Okay. Now, with respect to hadith, by the way, when we talk about the study of this nad. Well, we're talking about, the study of this now, we're talking about particular, particular types of hadith. And these are the kinds of hadith which are uh, not, hadith which are not mutawatir. You can divide hadith into two categories. Uh, mutawatir and Ahad. If a hadith, if the narration is mutawatir, it is not, it's not subject to this kind of stuff. When you say that hadith is mutwatir, it means that it's been narrated by so many people, and each generation, in each link, that there's no question that they, and it's not possible that they all agreed upon a fabrication, because maybe they all come from different places and so forth, and it's not possible that they all made the same mistake. So if you get a narration like that from, for example, the Quran, as a whole, it's narrated like that. So if you get narrations of that nature, then you don't have to study this now because you have so many people narrating it. It is not a subject of what we're talking about over here. Here we're talking about just what they call a uh, hadith. Like, so <coughs> if a hadith meets these five conditions by itself, it is called sahih and in particular it is called the sahih l'zashik. So, the that means, on its own merit, this particular Hadith uh, has met these five conditions. Now, by the way, and this is an important uh, point to keep in mind, is that the first three conditions, that the chain is unbroken, that every narrator is Adil, and every narrator is Babat, mean, these three conditions are not that difficult, at least for hajithing, let say, not for us. These three conditions are not that difficult to determine. But the last two are very difficult. Now some some writers of hadith, some scholars of hadith, they do not necessarily have the time or the ability to check the last two conditions. So they'll study just the first three conditions. And when they study the first three conditions and they say that they see that these conditions are, are met they'll say that the isnad is sahih they'll say that the isnad is sahih now there's a big difference between saying the isnad is sahih and between saying the hadith is sahih and unfortunately unfortunately when people uh, nowadays when many writers especially in the Arabic literature, because <laughs> English literature we haven't reached this uh, point yet. Uh, especially in the Arabic literature, sometimes people go to some of the scholars of hadith and they say that, they see that this hadith, the scholar said that the has not is sahih, and they understand that to mean that the hadith is sahih. This is not correct. It is not, one does not necessarily imply, or the first one does not necessarily imply the second one. If a scholar only has the ability or the time or whatever to check the first three, then he'll say that the not is Sahih. But that does not mean that the Hadith is Sahih until you check and make sure that none of the last two conditions are in violated. So you must distinguish between a scholar of Hadith saying that the not is Sahih and between him saying that the Hadith is Sahih. Now there's some... There's some exceptions that some scholars give for some of the great scholars of Hadith. Uh, let's say, for example, historically, like Ibn Hajar. If Ibn Hajar says that there's not a Sahih, people take it for granted that he means also that the Hadith is Sahih. But, I don't know if you can always say that's the case. You have to be careful about that. Okay. So, for those of you especially who have access to some of the Arabic literature on Hadith and so forth, you have to keep in mind this distinction if a scholar of hadith says the Isn't is sahih and when he says the hadith is uh, sahih one from the first one you cannot automatically assume or conclude the second one right. so this is the first category of acceptable hadith and it's called sahih uh, li okay. another kind of acceptable hadith as we said and, uh, now, going back to our discussion of, of reports in general, of narrations in general, if you look at these five conditions, are there any conditions here that you can perhaps uh, hmm? tolerate, tolerate their uh, violation, not quite, but make a little bit, uh, relax a little bit on them. For example, if, if the chain is broken, can you say okay, the chain is broken, but that's that's okay? We'll make it. We'll call Hassan instead of Sahib. We'll still accept it. No. Hmm? No, what? Well, you know miss missing link? <laughs> we don't believe in Darwin over here. <laughs> if,
0: you, if you have a
1: chain which is which is broken, then that means someone is missing, and you cannot make any assumption about whether or not that person is Adam or Baal in general. So you would not be willing to. To make any, any, uh, compromise when it comes to the first condition, right? Say, what if you find that the, uh, there's a defect in it? A damaging defect. You say, well, that's okay. We all have stuff in our lives that's a little bit defective. but <laughs> We don't throw it away as soon as we see some defect. Can you compromise on this one? No, no, no. Did you have a question, bro? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know your name,
0: otherwise that would be. so there. Did you have a question? when you say if there's anything to I, I think maybe I'm a little ahead on the Okay, I was mentioning diet so I, I'm not I
1: don't think we can do it okay so what about every narrator being azim I suppose he just lies a little bit
0: <laughs>
1: or he just drinks a little bit <laughs> by the way what's the, the uh, one of the basic principles here when we say that someone is azim It's not just simply that we want to make sure that he's a righteous person, but we want to make sure that he has the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he demonstrates the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he would not be willing to fabricate and to make up or distort the hadith of process. It's not just simply condition that, oh, well, that sounds good, doesn't it? (laughs) No, we want to make sure that these people... So that means even if someone is not a liar, even if someone is not a liar but he's known to commit other sins, other major sins, that's enough for us to reject. Yeah. And a yeah. Catholic automatically would be rejected. Right? What? has no, hmm? no fundamental no fundament. no. you, you don't
0: know what his, uh, what his principles are. Okay. Okay. What yeah. Yeah. One one day, I and mean, basically,
1: there's nothing to keep him from lying, especially lying about the Prophet Muhammad. S. S. <laughs> <laughs> lying in hadith. Hmm? Of there's no taqwa, sometimes conflict of interest. <laughs> and so, in other words, you should not take hadith from John S. Fazido's books about Islam, for example. This, this should not be considered a source of uh, hadith or Islamic literature. Unfortunately, we even have conferences, Muslim conferences, in which they invite non Muslims to come to speak to Muslims about islam and supposedly educate them about islam and from uh, from uh, hadith's point of view <laughs> unbelievable not just no way
0: it's unbelievable
1: that's why all the famous books of hadith they were collected by muslims not by hindus and christians so like what about uh, this condition of uh, shia or no shudud can you relax that doesn't make much sense to relax it. Do we have any left? What about number
0: three? (laughs) You can relax that?
1: Why are you saying that? Proficiency as a whole, not just memory, but proficiency also narrating properly. He's not lax when narrating. Is writing is good if he's narrating from that writing and so
0: forth you can let this one slide now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because here
1: we're talking about we're talking well we're talking about people many <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and we have we have people for example that that rarely make mistakes okay? rarely make mistakes. And the mistakes that they make are very minor. I mean, you wouldn't notice them. Either. Then we have other people. How many of you are students? How many of you were students in your life? Have you ever been in a class where you make one mistake and the teacher fails you? I
0: well,
1: wonder so you've had a rough life, I can tell. You. <laughs> And so you have some stu- you have some narrators hadith, for example, that were experts who rarely made mistakes. You're going to put them in a separate category from those who made a few more mistakes. Okay. And you're going to distinguish between their hadith. You're going to call one category you're going to call their hadith sahih, and the other one. That's... Should I use your terminology, Walid, or? <laughs> Brother Walid mashallah has compiled a, a good book, of uh, excellent book of dhikr. Uh, I think it's available here in the souk. We'll make a free advertisement for it. It's being sold somewhere in the souk. A book of dhikr. What's the exact name? As authentic supplications of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Well, in the hadith, I mean, in that book, he uses lots of hadith. So, he has to deal with these terms. And Hassan, he, he uses Hassan there. And his... Uh, translation that he came up with is Kamli and meaning good. Okay. These are difficult terms to translate into English especially when you're talking about what's the difference between Sahih and Hatan so inshallah if you get this book you know that when you read Kamli he's talking about Hatan, he's talking about it meets these five conditions except for it meets number three not as well as Sahih hadith meets. Okay. now <laughs> Now, suppose we have a hadith, which is a Hassan hadith. Okay, if it meets these five conditions, according to our new uh, condition number three, if it meets it by, it, by itself, we call it hasan okay, lidatihi. The same term we used before, meaning hasan on its own merits. Okay, just by its own chain it is considered hasan. Now, the only reason that we call it hasan instead of sahay, what? Okay, there's there's some... Okay, we have some fear about someone possibly making um, a slight mistake. If, by the way, if someone makes gross mistakes... Okay, we don't say that his hadith or husband Gross mistakes is someone who is a weak therein. So we have some fear that someone may have made a slight mistake, so we call his hadith husband instead of sahih. Now suppose we have the same hadith. There is there two chains. Okay. And because of this person here, well, this probably is not the best way to show it. Let's take a more realistic example. Going back to Muhammad SAW, we have, for example, different narrators. And then after this chain, we have two narrators. Okay? And everyone up here is of Sahih quality. We're taking a simple example. It doesn't have to be of this nature, but just to make it very clear. Everyone up here is of Sahih quality, but this person right here is of Hassan quality. That implies that he did not study conditions for five. Okay, so now let's say, let's call this narrator A. Clever name, I know. And his hadith are of the level of Hassan. Now suppose we get the same narration from a person over here, narrator B narrator B is also at the level of Okay, So if you looked at the chain like that, you'd also conclude that the chain is Hassan, right? But now look at the situation. We call it Hassan because we had some fear that perhaps the narrator made a mistake, but he's an honest person, we know that he wouldn't be making mistakes on purpose, or he would not be intentionally lying and so forth. So now we have a situation where any statement it's supported by B's statement. So now we have no reason to doubt or no reason to think that B may have made a clemency. So what we do is we raise this hadith from the level of Hassan to the level of Sahih. But we call it Sahih al Meaning Sahih not on its own merit, but Sahih uh with the support of uh, corroborating uh, evidence and corroborating narrations. Okay? <laughs> Everything clear so far? No problem? Good. Now suppose some of these conditions are not met. If any any one of these five conditions is not met, then the hadith is not considered acceptable on its own, and it goes into the big broadcast category, because we don't have time to discuss in detail, of weak Or the And there's like 60 or 70 different types of weak depending on the text okay. So, <coughs> yeah, for example, uh, uh, the chain is broken, by itself will become considered weak. If the narrator is not Adam, it will be considered weak. Now, notice notice now that the defects are different levels, right? Suppose you have a defect in number three as is effect, as opposed to a defect in number two. Every, every narrator is Bobbitt as opposed to every narrator is Adam or person in ticket. Which defect would you prefer? I don't know. You know what I'm getting at? I mean if you had to have a defect, which defect would you prefer? Okay, you, would defer, you would prefer number three? Why? Okay, because an honest man, a good man may be correct. But we can never assume that necessarily a dishonest person or a person who is not Adam is narrating honest. So basically, and this is again very general, uh, unless the person's really known to make gross mistakes, very bad mistakes, if he's known to make a lot of mistakes, his hadith will be considered weak. But if he's known to have shortcomings in his adala uh, or his uh, integrity, he's not the righteous person, or if he's making gross mistakes, then in fact we will say we'll even make this a little bit broader and we'll call his hadith very weak. <coughs> <coughs> and there's even one other category in the back that's not even hadith technically speaking there's even one other category where we can prove that the hadith has been fabricated okay this is narrated for example by people who are known to fabricate hadith and lies and so forth and that will put that in the category of its own <coughs> fabricated Now, going back to our uh, example here, (laughs) suppose we have this chain, people from A and above, people from uh, above A are all people, let's say, of Sahih category. But A is lacking in his provision. Not slightly lacking, but lacking. What would his hadith be considered? Okay, be considered a weak hadith saying that A here, everyone else is of Sahih category grade, But A is lacking, very much lacking in his proficiency. Because Hadith will be considered weak. Right? Now he's he he's a person of integrity. We know that he's not a liar. We trust that he would not fabricate Hadith or, or say things improperly in Hadith. But we reject this Hadith because we know that he makes lots of mistakes. For other reasons, for example, sometimes someone might be a very good narrator of hadith under some categories, while in other categories he may not have been a very good narrator. For example, uh, some people are good narrators of hadith until they get a little bit old and become a little senile. <laughs> when they become senile, then they start making more mistakes. So therefore, in their older periods, their hadith are not accepted, but in their younger periods, their hadith is or, some people became proficient hadith <coughs> after a long period of study they became experts, so therefore let's say like when they were young they studied under certain scholars or certain areas and then as they got older and more mature they were known to study under different scholars and in different areas so therefore that person's hadith in his young period or in that period where he lived in a certain area, this hadith will be considered unacceptable while at the same time his hadith under the other circumstances may be acceptable that's why when you study when you study hadith narrators, and one of the one of the big problems that many many people make today, many young people writing in hadith or young or inexperienced, whatever, you can see this uh, problem occurring is that sometimes they don't take into consideration the different aspects of a narrator over time. That some of the hadiths are rejected and sometimes they are accepted. Sometimes, for example, they go through some books of narrators. Where the scholar, the writer of that book, like in Muhajir in a book called uh, Taqrib al Tahdib, he just wants to give you like a one word or two word summary of what that person is about. And so he might say about a person that he is taqaf. Okay, or trustworthy, taqaf. What does that mean?
0: Yeah?
1: Okay, that means he's both Adil and Balit. If someone is both Adil and Zahra, then he's called Suqar. So suppose you have a chain like this, you have A, B, C, D, E, and F. okay? So then you go to Taqrib ibn a book in which the person, the scholar Ibn Hajr, it's an excellent book, but Ibn Hajr's goal was to give you just a general one or two words, three words. Yes. No, if he has both these qualities, it is if he has both of these qualities. <clears throat> so you could go to, you could go to, like, Saqrib uh, and and find a hadith like this, and you look under A, and it says it's taqaf, you look under C, it says it's takaf you look under D, it says it's taqaf, A and F. What are you going to
0: conclude? <laughs> That's not a <laughs> sahih. So, hey. yeah.
1: fine. Huh?
0: Hmm? Check one. So one, okay,
1: let's say, let's okay, if we find one of the things.
0: According
1: to Ibn Hadjur, not not. No, no, no. You cannot do this kind of thing. This is ridiculous. And this is what people do sometimes. Okay? Ibn Hajar is giving you a general statement about the person, but that doesn't mean under all circumstances he's stuck on. You have to go deeper into other books, into much larger books, and study and see is this person taqa in general or is he taqa in some cases and not in all cases. Ibn Hajj doesn't always point that out. in So you have to go to the more and the larger works to discuss the narrator in detail. And you cannot just go to this work and say, oh, look, they're all taqa. Chains and and therefore
0: it's the hadith. That's Nad. Yes. Yeah. In fact, well, well, maybe that's why you do it that way. Yeah, it's very interesting. Chuck, what I'm going to here? Yeah. yeah but, uh,
1: okay. okay. This is a footnote. You know my footnote. You all know, should be familiar with them. We'll come back to this huh? wow. later. Just flip it over. But it's lost down here. I know I'm not an engineer, but I figured that one out. Huh? Oh, it's yes, love somebody. I always love somebody. That's I uh, used to be over here. kind of forward,
0: Okay,
1: just a second. Hold on to your question. And this is the reason I'm getting into this because this is also it's going to talk about some other issues also. There's a famous scholar of hadith his name is Al al okay. Al-Mukfati wanted to compile a book, a biographical dictionary. Okay. Of narratives. And he called this book al kamal How would you translate Al-Kamal?
0: Let's say the complete
1: work or something of that nature. Now what he did, okay? What he did is now he had to choose what narrators to put in this book, right? I mean he didn't say I'm gonna take everyone. So what he did is he chose he chose six books and he said everyone in that in those six books I'm gonna put them in this book. So he chose Abimati. He chose and Any guesses on what else he chose?
0: Probably the
1: and he chose Sunan Abu Dawud. You can see that I work with these names as okay. well. Sunan Abu Daoud, Sunan Al-Sirmidi, and Sunan Al-Nasari, and Sunan Ibn Majid. Now, this book by Al-Masnasi became so famous and was so important for the scholars of Hadith at that time that these six books began to be referred to as the six books. And in some areas, like in the indo pak subcontinent, they refer to it as, what? Okay? As the six authentic works. See, okay, this was just, you can almost call it, it's not a good phrase to use, but you can almost call it a freak of history. He chose these six books because they are famous and good works, but it does not mean by any means whatsoever that all of the hadith in these books are authentic. When you give it the name, the six authentic works, some people begin to think that that means that all of the hadith in those books are authentic. No. It's just something that happened. That this scholar chose those six books. Those six books, because of the importance of his work, begin to be known as the six books. And as their stature grew, as their fame grew, they begin to be known as the six authentic works. No. Not at all. And you would never hear a real uh, scholar of hadith referring to them as the six of it Never, never. Okay? So, now this book, Al-Kamaz, it's very big. And contains lots of information about each narrative. Almost as much information as the muqtasi could find. Now, some of that information, some scholars of hadith may, may say, well, it's not that important. No, he he will mention when he when the scholar was born, where he lived, where were who were his students, where did he travel, and who did he learn from, where did he travel to, uh, where were his, who were her students, what did he compile, and then he'll give many many hadiths from that scholar and so forth. This hadith goes to him. This hadith goes to him. So, like lots of information. But it was much too big. Unfortunately, they didn't have CD-ROMs back then. So, later scholars and I don't. I didn't bring anything with me. I don't remember this side of the family very well so much for the time being. But another scholar, a later scholar, his name is al came along and appreciated it. And a book called Tahzib al-Kamal. Tahzib al-Kamal is published nowadays. We have it. available. This is still in manuscript form. Tahzib al-Kamal is 35 volumes, so you can imagine how big a Kamal is. Now, al-Mizzli. The first one is al-Muqa.
0: Islam?
1: Yeah. Is this scene or thought? Not what I wrote, but it should be. <laughs> was the question. <laughs> okay, so, his, uh, what we call in English, is in uh, law. This is his in law. That he wrote which as I said it's, it's 35 volumes and when inshallah sheikh al-Alamik publishes his CD-ROM it is already all on his CD-ROM the whole book okay but it also contains loss of information which some later scholars thought well maybe contains too much information so for example Ibn uh, Khadr came along and said we should have bridged this and he abridged it. What was the name of the work? The Tadhhibat Tariq. Ibn Okay, basically the the abridgment of the abridgment. Okay. Now this this work is published in eleven volumes. So we went from eleven thirty-five to who knows however big that would be if they were to publish it. Now it is. So he, he took out a lot of information. Basically and Tehligo uh, you can still find a long list of, uh, of scholars, teachers, and students. He basically narrowed it down to the major... Uh, this, is, uh, this is published, but unfortunately the published edition is very bad. Lost and Laws and and This published edition is excellent, but this one unfortunately is very bad. Now he also had the idea, the same as in Hajim now, had the idea because over here on this other side, which I said, I don't remember the exact... Uh, what was going through it, but... Uh, Bahad- Uh, one scholar named Abu had abridged it down to basically a small book where you have the name of the narrator and which uh, basically which generation he came from and what books you can find him in and whether or not he's authentic or not. Sometimes even less information than that. So what uh, what, uh, Ibn Hajj said was well, Dhabi's work has too little information so I'm going to come off with a simple one like that which is like uh, you can almost call it like a phone book name and address. Name, address, and phone number is basically all he gives. And he calls it Tzakriba Uh And this one, <coughs> this one has been published in two volumes. It's also a terrible edition. Many, many mistakes. It's been published also in one volume, a much better edition. Basically, all the narrators, the main narrators, that are found in this book are found here, and are found here, and are found here. Same narrators, but the information about the narrators is being produced every time. So he's not giving you any specific information that you really need. That if you're if you're a scholar of hadith and you want to make a study of hadith and you want to know if these narrators are acceptable, to turn to this book and simply rely on this book it makes no sense whatsoever. But unfortunately, sometimes people do it. Hmm? Well, I mean, you can you can start from that book, okay and uh, start from that book to give you a general idea of who are the narrators and whether or not in general they're authentic and so forth. But then if you really want to go into more detail and find out more about them, you cannot rely You'd have to go to this book, even better. Yeah, but even then you'd best not be, unless he says this well, a fabricator. You're go. not yeah, going to say sometimes he didn't fabricate, so no. he's a fabricator. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Why did I get into all that?
0: Oh, no. oh, no. oh okay. uh, let's go back to the text now.
1: <clears throat> okay, so we're setting this chain, and we went to the previous study. And we found that they're all uh, well. We went through tahdim and tahdim, and we found, for example, that A here, all the, everybody above A are are authentic narrators, but A here is slightly weak. He's weak not because of his integrity or his data, uh, but he's weak because he is not very proficient. Okay, he's not proficient. He's not slightly lacking proficiency, but he is not proficient. But he's an honest person, but he's not sufficient, so therefore we call his hadith weak. All right. But then, like before, we might have another narrator who is similar to A, who narrates the same thing and supports A's narration. So now we had a fear about him making some mistake, and this can constantly remove the, uh, the possibility of a mistake. So we raise that hadith from being weak to being hassan, only like, like we talked about before it will be Hassan Nirenehi Hassan, not on its own merits, but Hassan uh, because kind of uh, supporting evidence well, we're actually supposed to finish in, in, in two minutes or so <coughs> these are the basics when we talk about Sahih and Hassan, as I said, I wanted to make sure that at least now when you say is this Qadish or you ask asking about whether it's Qadish Sahih or you hear this as thing. saying, this at least you have an idea of what it is that they're talking about that it meets certain conditions
0: yeah. so he told me not to touch my
1: so uh, we have to of course stop Uh, Here or sometime. Uh, Is there any question right now about these concepts that we discussed? Have a weak memory, yeah, he will uh, he will be in the weak category, and if he has to be known to have a real weak memory, he will be even very weak. But if he makes mistakes sometimes, that is not Now, as we talked about yesterday, stories of hadith, especially in the early generations, they did not just narrate a hadith once, uh, but I mean, they used to go over the same hadith over and over again to make sure that people know it correctly. If he narrated differently one time from another time, they would ask him, you know, how come and so forth. And this would be some ways that they would notice that this person, sometimes he narrates the same hadith differently and therefore uh, you have to question the uh, whether or not he's completely lost. If they used to just narrate once, you know, the hadith and you take it from him and go and never see him again, uh, which is, as I said, not the way they did it, then you wouldn't have that ability to see him narrating the same hadith and sometimes narrating it differently and so forth. Yeah. and as I said, you know, they used to have that circle after the hadith and sometimes you'll find many lines going through that circle meaning they read that same hadith many times in that shi'af now now we need uh, at least one <laughs> yes, A hadith can be broken into different categories they are Known, for example, as مشهور, and غريب, also Mustafid, uh, the Jews, especially the Hanafis. Those are all categories of hadith. Uh, it would take some time to explain.
0: So, <laughs> what? What? Oh, okay. If if a
1: hadith is considered sahih uh, or Hassan, those are the only kind of hadith that are acceptable in matters of aqidah in matters of sharia and so forth now if the hadith is narrated or is graded as weak there's some different opinion about how and when can you use that weak hadith some say you can use it and they give some conditions for it but the strongest opinion among the scholars of hadith and the vast majority of the scholars of hadith say if a hadith is weak if the hadith is weak, this means the preponderance of the evidence is showing us that the Prophet ﷺ did not make this statement in the way that it has been narrated. So therefore they say that you should not use it, neither in akhira or sharia or in uh, matters of uh, encouraging people to do good deeds or uh, intimidating them away from evil deeds. And all of them agree that if you ever narrate a weak hadith and you know it is weak, it is obligatory upon you to point out that it is weak. Or you have to narrate it in such a way, and unfortunately nowadays probably this uh, condition doesn't, uh, we shouldn't accept this condition anymore. Among the scholars of hadith, there used to be certain ways that you could narrate a hadith that would show to the people that you considered a weak hadith. For example, instead of saying the Prophet ﷺ said sentence, and such, you would say that it has been narrated that the Prophet ﷺ narrated sentence, And you would use something they call silat al-tamreed instead of silat al but nowadays, if a Khatib, for example, said that it has been, it has been narrated that the Prophet said that, and even he's applying that condition, I'm sure none of you, you know, half the people in the audience just say, oh, that's a hadith. And so, in other words, that condition may be valid among the scholars of the hadith, but it doesn't work in general. No. Yes. What, if, what
0: what's the distinction between okay, uh, and, uh, and Muslims? Okay, now <coughs> my question is which books are all Saheem in terms of the artisans there's something that's the same thing Hassan in Saheem's day. Yeah. So out of those three books how would you
1: rate uh, The The works of Al-Bukhari and Muslim these are two works of Hadith in which the scholar of Hadith who compiled that book Says that all of the hadiths in that work are authentic hadith, okay, with some minor exceptions in the case of Al Bukhari, which we cannot <laughs> go into right now. But let us just say for the time being, it's enough to know that the scholar of hadith Al Bukhari is saying that all of the hadith in this all of the hadith uh, in this book are uh, sahih All of the Muslim hadith are Muslim <laughs> Wa Imam muslim also said that all of the hadiths compiled are sahih. Now Abu Dawud, al-Tirmidhi, and nasai uh, and Ibn Majah and the others that are, that are well-known, Ahmed, for example, uh, they did not make such claims for their work. In fact, after many hadiths they pointed out the effect of this hadith and so forth. So therefore you cannot assume if a hadith is in Sunan uh, Abu Dawud, you cannot assume that it's authentic. You cannot even assume that it's authentic in Abu Dawud's opinion and you cannot and this is a debatable issue among the scholars of hadith but even if Abu Dawood is silent about the hadith you cannot assume that it is, hasid, that it is, it is okay.
0: so you can assume it is you
1: can assume it is okay okay I'm, I'm getting there <laughs> people are never patient with me I'm not listening so uh, a scholar of hadith named al-Baghoui decided to uh, make a collection of hadith for the general people. So he, what he did is he collected hadith and he put them into two categories or two. He collected hadith according to text top topics and he put them into two, uh, not chapters but let's say subchapters. Okay. He called this book Mishkat al In the first section, section that's what it is. Section. In the first section, he only included hadith from Al Bukhari and Muslim. So those hadiths are all uh, sahih. In the second section, he included hadith from the other works. And unfortunately, he called those hadith hasan, but that has no meaning whatsoever. And it might be with hadith in Now, a later scholar, his name is Sabrezi, came along. He likes the bagharis work, but he decided to add something to it. So we went from Mishkas al-Sunnah to Mishkas al-Masabih. He added a third section to it. So now the first section... If you look at the Mashkat al-Masabih, the first section only includes hadith from Al-Bukhari Muslim, those are all authentic. The second section includes hadith from those other books like Abu Dawud and Nassari and so forth. You cannot assume automatically that they are authentic, although the majority of them, the vast majority of them are The third section he added were hadith related to the same topic that he took, sometimes from Al-Bukhari, sometimes from Muslim, sometimes from other works. So again, if it's from Al-Bukhari Muslim, you know it is authentic. If it's from the other works, you cannot necessarily assume they are authentic, although and I said the vast majority of them are authentic. Yeah.
0: Probably one one system had a function.
1: they is almost a political question. <laughs> I don't deal with yes and the the uh, the question says, What if any are the false in the hadith in which the Prophet said that all that a woman may show are her hands and face? Please give proof explain I don't have all my notes with me, but uh, basically this is the hadith of uh, Asma, in which the Prophet ﷺ told Asma that when a woman reaches the age of uh, menstruation, then nothing should be seen of her except for her hands and face. Uh, this hadith has been narrated on the authority of Aisha. And it has been uh, recorded by Abu Dawud, the one who narrated from Aisha. His name is Duraik. He, ne- he never met Aisha, so the chain is broken. And also one of the later narrators is also weak. Now, one particular scholar, famous scholar, uh, perhaps the greatest uh, scholar of hadith alive today, his name is uh, Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani. Uh, he studied this hadith and he said, yes, this hadith, this chain by itself is weak but then he found some supporting evidence for it. Remember how we said that you might have a weak hadith but if it's supported by other narrations you will raise it to the degree of hasan. So he found two other uh, supporting evidence for it and he concluded that it is hasan but if, if a the if, if if hadith is very weak and has major defects then you cannot raise it. Okay, That's the principle that if it has major defects you cannot raise it. It's in other words three or four very weak hadith all narrated by people who have no uh, and that or no integrity whatsoever will not become also. well I studied in detail his uh, his argument and I, I cannot see how he raised that hadith whatsoever I studied all of the narrators and in fact he did and he, unfortunately for example in one of the other chains uh, there's a narrator called Abdullah ibn Nahiyah, who is well known among the scholars of hadith his books were burnt and after his books were burnt he narrated as we said, the khilas is not allowed, especially not in hadith. <laughs> and he used to mix hadiths together, and he, he made lots of mistakes in hadith. But even before his books were burnt, he is considered by many scholars uh, a weak narrator. Even before his books were burnt. Well, al in discussing these particular hadiths to support uh, this particular chain, he only brings the good narrations about in the And he does not mention, as he mentions in other books like, Susanat al-Hadith al-Sahiyya, al his other books, he never. He does not point out that in fact uh, Ibn Najih is, in general, a weak narrator, especially when he narrates in the form of Ma'alin, which is the hadith form that uh, he used in that particular supporting evidence. So the other two uh, hadith that he uses to support the hadith of Atma have major defects, and they cannot be used to uh, uh, support that hadith. Well, as I as I said, uh, I have an example of. Uh, I have a detailed discussion of a hadith, the hadith about whether or not women, uh, wives, are able allowed to spend their money uh, without the permission of their husband. In this, in the latest issue of, uh, of Al Bashir. If anyone wants a copy of it, he may come. Up. I don't have copies for everyone, so if you're not interested, don't take a copy. <laughs> uh, preferably English, it's an English Preferably English uh, speaking. brother <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Taking even the time. <laughs> And the time is about up. We've got time for just a couple more. Maybe just
0: a few in just a couple more minutes, brother. I wanted to ask you, what is the uh, the level of the four the four other books that are required currently most? The, the four sooner.
1: And, and, and the missing
0: that
1: of Ahmed and the
0: Hanbali. <clears> the <throat> level, you know, which is well, for
1: example, in the Sahih, in the Sahih is an excellent book of Hadith, excellent collection the vast majority of the hadith in the Nasa'i are authentic hadith Sahih or Uh Abu Dawood also is, is is very good uh, many times if there is an effect in the hadith he will point it out himself so you have his comments not always though but uh, it's also a good uh, collection of hadith that contains unfortunately a number of weak hadith a number of very weak hadith and rarely now and then even uh, hadith which some scholars consider fabricated At-Tirmidhi uh, also is good in general. The majority of the hadiths are authentic. A problem with Tirmidhi is Tirmidhi also many times he used to uh, comment after the hadith, he would say, for example, this hadith is Hasan Sahih or this is oh, hadith is Hasan, Hasan Hasan Zharib, and so forth. Uh, in general, the terminology fairly much agrees with what, what we said, but one of the big problems with, uh, there's two big problems with the Tirmidhi. Number one, he was a little bit lax in grading hadith as Hasan.
0: Okay.
1: In other words, other scholars would not say this hadith is Hasan, Tirmidhi was called and in, 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 in uh, an even bigger problem, an even bigger problem with uh, that even and now we pointed out in al Shah uh, al-Shar, which is uh, written a long time ago, is that the tirmidhi had many students like al Bukhari and so forth. Unfortunately, the, the, uh, the manuscripts that we have, that they had at that time, dating back even to the terms of... Uh, uh, and so forth. Unfortunately, different manuscripts have different statements after the hadith. One will say this is Hassan, the other one will say Hassan Sahih, the other one will say Hassan gharib And so therefore, those statements also are not reliable from that point of view. Unfortunately, the published editions, even in Arabic, did not really take that into consideration. They just took any one of the makhsutat, any one of the unpublished and just put whatever it stated without pointing out the other, uh, the other differences. But in general, it is a good work the, probably the weakest or the, uh, the one that has the most problem with it of those four, the four Sunnis is Sunan ibn Mas'ud. Well also, uh, the Musnad of Imam Ahmed is, uh, it is a, it is an excellent work but it is a little bit difficult for, uh, for people like us to deal with sometimes because, uh, he did not make as many comments after the hadith as Abu Dawud did, as the did, and also it is, the it is much larger than all the other works
0: uh,
1: There's uh, quite a bit of difference Actually, by the way, Musnad Ahmed was mostly done uh, compiled in its final form by actually the son of Imam Ahmed uh,
0: Abdullah.
1: Uh, Abdullah. Uh, it was, it was Abdullah I forget which one did the most work on the Musnad and also added some of his own, uh, yeah, Abdullah. I'm sorry, Abdullah. Uh, also added some hadith known as the additional hadith from Abdullah, from the son of uh, Imam Ahmed. You have to distinguish between the hadith that his son added and the hadith that were true from the original work because the quality of the hadith that his son added are not of the same quality as the hadith of uh, the uh, original work. work.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, got, this is the last question. Brother uh, Musa, inshallah. Allah. The you know, the brother is pretty flexible. The Sheikh is pretty flexible, inshallah. It's time to eat now, so let's. You stand to eat. Brother Musa's question, and <laughs> um, that's Two quotes, just mentioning, and the the the
1: So the the work that is available in English, as far as I know, what you're referring to is not uh, not sooner the it is not an abridged edition of Tirmidhi it is another book called Ashima or a book about the, the, the characteristics of the Prophet Muhammad. It is the no, It is a decent work but also contains many weak hadiths, especially hadith of that nature. Sometimes some scholars hadith were not as careful. I mean the Prophet had this many grey ha- grey hairs, the Prophet walked in this nature, the Prophet says, since they're not that much related to Sharia sometimes they were not as careful. Uh, so therefore, you'll find lots of uh, weak hadiths in, uh, in that collection. The, the other question you you asked, uh, as I mentioned, if if depending on the weakness in the hadith, depending on the, on the weakness of the hadith, the hadith can be raised to the to the level of hadith if it's weak hadith and then supported by other hadiths that have a slight weakness, other narrations that have a slight weakness that can be supported by each other and move to the level of hadith.
0: I'm not sure exactly what you're getting to in your, your question. Maybe we can discuss it back in bold. Okay. I have an extra. it? wa to for the uh, uh, lecture, we we'll turn you over to our brother, Muhammad, now, inshallah.